0: Your mission, should you decide to accept it, is to sample our newest podcast that we so cleverly called Tech Refresh. It's a mixture of all the tech news and goodies that happened this past week that you might have missed. Hi there, I'm Kim Commando. We brought together the brightest tech gurus we could find. First, Ali Seligman, our director of all things content over at commando.com. She's a data nerd and avid reader and can't listen to Queen because of its high mercury content. Then joining the fun is Ben Bradley, our trusted news director who has 87 different devices connected to his home network. And when he spilled coffee on his keyboard the other day, he said it was all under control. And Cassidy Taylor, otherwise known in the studios as the podcast princess, audio editor extraordinaire, and show producer who once ordered cable TV just so she could watch the commercials. Kids nowadays. And Bring It All Together is the best host in the universe who thinks wearing a fanny pack is going to bring home the ladies. That's our very own mighty Mike James. So sit back and enjoy a really great program that also brings back my favorite game show sensation originating on The Kim Commando Show, brand new or not true. And I'd love to hear your thoughts. Drop me a line on what you think of this podcast. Send it to me at podcasts at com. And as always, should you laugh uncontrollably, give thanks because you didn't know about whatever they were talking about or shake your head in disbelief, you can disavow any knowledge of your actions. This podcast starts now. Good luck, and to the Gang of Tech Refresh, break a lip.
1: From Commander.com, welcome to the Tech Refresh podcast, where you get to stay up to date because we scour the web, finding out just the right digital information for you. Funky stories, digital gadgets, the tech you need to know. After an exhaustive nationwide search to find the experienced, digital-savvy show host, they couldn't pay him enough, so they found me. I'm Mike James. And coming up on this show, we've got Ali Seligman, the content queen, We've got the news director for Commander.com, Ben Bradley, and finally and mostly we've got Cassidy Taylor, who is our podcast princess and is going to start it off with the news today. Cass,
2: something I have my eyes on this week is actually what Facebook is doing with uh, game streaming. So Facebook is kind of joining the gaming world and taking on the likes of Sony, Microsoft, Google, Amazon, all those companies all to offer uh, people a way to play visually complex console and PC games over the Internet using technology kind of similar to Netflix. So other top uh, companies are looking at Grand Theft Auto, Assassin's Creed, all those games. And Facebook's kind of a little bit down. And so their new service, which is part of its Facebook gaming project, will offer people access to smartphone games and Some games like Game Lofts, Asphalt 9, Legends Racing title without the need to download or install an app. All of this is great, except you can't get it on an iPhone or iOS. They completely snubbed Apple out of it. And they claimed it has to do with how hard it is to get into the App Store and all of the checks they have to go through, all the extra steps that you need to get into the App Store compared to the Google Play Store. And while they help to kind of fix that relationship in the future, it definitely is a huge snub for Facebook to put um, out there against Apple.
1: So d- does it work then with Microsoft or no?
2: Yes. And you can play it on a browser, but you can't get it on, like you can't use it on your iPhone or your iPad.
1: Well, you're a gamer, Cass. I mean, are you? is this a big deal for you?
2: I don't play any of these games. So it doesn't really m- matter to me. All of my stuff is old, and I like keeping it old school and playing the old stuff. So honestly, the biggest thing about it is mainly the snub against Apple. I could care less about Facebook's gaming service, but the fact that they're making this stance against Apple and their policies for the App Store could mean big implications in the future with other apps being developed.
3: So my takeaway is Facebook is trying to find ways to sell more apps. In the form of games, but okay, okay, whatever, Facebook. Well, speaking of games and internet, when the pandemic was declared in March, a lot of people started working from home. Most internet service providers suspended data caps. Didn't matter if you were on simultaneous Zoom calls while your kids were in virtual classes and Netflix was streaming on two TVs, you weren't going to see a higher internet bill. Well, that was then, data caps are coming back if you're not on an unlimited plan. So, if work and school is still happening from home, take into account your computers, your phones, your streaming devices, security cameras, gaming consoles, all of it. Because if you start exceeding that cap, you might be looking at 10 bucks, 15 bucks, or more uh, based on how far you go over. So, you might see where you can cut back. If you have a mind numbing number of video calls every day your work, drop the video quality or see if you can go audio only. Uh, reduce streaming video quality for Netflix and Hulu, set limits for your kids' gaming consoles. And it's worth considering paying for a higher tier of service each month that could actually end up saving you money in the long run.
1: Makes sense. I suppose we have some articles at Commander.com on how you could lower your... It just so happens we do. <laughs> Allie, go ahead.
4: Well, first, I just have to say that I have been afraid to log into my ISP website and check if I am going to be paying a lot more for my data. I know I need to do it, but haven't gotten gotten the gumption up to do it yet. I'm gonna take it back to games. Uh, the way that most people play games, if you're not a gamer using a console or a PC gamer, you're just gonna download them from the app store on your phone. So lots of us have game apps, puzzle apps, and you don't really think about it. You just go download them, they're free. Well, bad news. There's a brand new batch of Google Play apps that are filled with malware. This is 21 different game and puzzle apps. Combined, these have 8 million downloads. So they're really popular, and as of right now, only a handful have been removed from the App Store, so you can still download them. Now, once you do download them, they bombard your phone with these spammy ads. You'll see the pop-ups not just in the game while you're playing it, but the problem is they then follow you around on your phone. So you might be using your browser, texting, doing something else, and you get these pop-ups. It's really obnoxious. You don't want them on, on your phone. Now, I'll tell you a few of the names. Helicopter Attack, Find the Differences, Puzzle Game, Number Coloring, Flying Skateboard. There are a ton of these. They all have silly names like this. If you go to commando.com, we've got the full list for you. You need to delete them. And probably the best way to avoid these in the first place is look at the reviews. I looked up a bunch of these games myself, and if you go to the reviews, there are a ton of one stars saying, this messed up my phone, this filled my phone with ads. So this is definitely a case where you... Of need to trust whether what, what other people are telling you and avoid these things,
1: all right. So, no downloading games on my phone. Well, I don't have to worry <laughs> about that, I don't, anyway. But, uh, all right, Cassie, what's next?
2: Uh, next we have a brand new uh hotel that is coming to the world pretty soon. Here, a few locations we all know Atari, right? Well. Huge, huge development. Atari hotels are happening. And we've known about this since about January when the kind of idea, the plans were starting to be announced. But over the last week, we got our first look at what they would eventually look like. And I do have to tell you, the one of them is going to be in Vegas, of course. But another one, uh, the first of many, is going to be right here where we are recording this podcast in Phoenix, Arizona. And then the company also plans to open hotels in Austin, Chicago, Denver, San Francisco, San Jose, Seattle, all those places. And so Atari teamed up with this design group to bring the hotels to life. And here's the coolest thing about these hotels, because this is a very tech podcast. They're all like this immersive reality experience. It's supposed to be a gamer's dreamland, and they're going to basically take in uh, branding, sports, digital experience, and they're all taking it together to create the ultimate like hospitality experience for you, your family, your friends, whatever it is. And they uh, will also have cutting edge and uh, immersive entertainment latest video games and retro game arcades it's going to be incredible and i'm pretty sure we're going to lose kim in there at some point i'm pretty sure she's going to be one of the first people to book a room and she's going to get lost in the pinball machines
1: so she'll be out for like a week and a half two weeks uh, is what you're saying
4: easy <laughs> when you started talking <laughs> about it i just pictured like a Pac-Man decorated hotel room, but it seems like it's going to be way cooler than that and actually worth going to if you're into this stuff. You know, I was looking at it and it kind of reminds me
2: of Tron. Oh, that sounds cool. Like futuristic, Star Trekky Tron. Like, it doesn't look cheesy. It, they're going to go for it. And it's going to, I guarantee you, it's going to be the coolest hotel in America.
4: Well, and with... Airbnb, so popular, and that being what so many people want to go to instead, hotels have to do something different to attract people, right? It can't just be the same old go stay in a room that looks like a million other rooms.
1: How long till Airbnb starts uh, putting this in their Airbnbs, and then you've got competition that way, too. Hey, Ben, go ahead.
3: Well, one thing I want to address, how many of us actually had an Atari? I did. I didn't. Nope. Nope.
2: I'm too young.
3: Mike, I was counting on you to have one. Nope. Oh, yeah. Man, okay. All right. Well, I'm the only one here who will actually get it if I stay there, but that's fine. Uh, moving on to more modern technology. And let me start by saying I've long had an iPhone. Yes, I upgrade most years. I don't consider myself a fanboy because I occasionally strayed Android. See what it's like over there every couple of years. However, I'm pretty excited about MagSafe, which is coming to the new iPhone 12. You'll be able to magnetically connect your phone to chargers, docks, third-party stuff, you know, docks in your car, on your nights, and all that. As long as you're careful. See, if you buy one of these Apple-made MagSafe cases for your for your brand new iPhone 12, that's already going to cost 50 bucks right out of the gate, and tack on another 40 bucks for the magnetic charger. So now you're out nearly hundred dollars. And that Apple-made charger can actually leave an annoying indentation on the back of the case, which not the worst thing. But Apple also sells a $60 leather wallet that attaches to those MagSafe cases. But you have to make sure that you take out your credit cards, your security badges for work, whatever, before you even get that charger near it. Or, guess what happens? You risk demagnetizing all those cards by putting that charger close to your phone. So MagSafe is convenient. It looks like a really cool new feature. Uh, It just doesn't play well with other stuff you keep in your pocket. So word to the wise.
4: I had a MacBook with a MagSafe charger, and I'm relatively clumsy. And all the times that I walk into that cord, instead of tripping or pulling it out of the computer, it just pops right off. It's super handy.
3: Can confirm the clumsiness. (laughs)
4: <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Well, I've got something about batteries, too. So lithium-ion batteries, they're in a lot of our electronics. They're in our phones, they're in our tablets, we know that. But they're in all these other things, too. They're in laptops, watches, electronic toothbrushes, even e-cigarettes have them. And they're a dangerous problem. Now, not for us, not for our health or anything like that, but think about how you get rid of something like an old electronic toothbrush, you're probably just going to throw it in the trash or throw it in the recycling. You're not going to take it down to a designated electronics recycling center. And that's a really big problem because these batteries burst into flames and they can cause a ton of damage. Now, this has been in the news before, and it's kind of back, um, back in 2016 at a Texas recycling plant. The plant burst into flames, it burned down, it burned for 12 hours, it was a total loss, and they think it started with one of those lithium-ion batteries. So they can cause millions of dollars in damage, and part of the difficulty is, you know, think about aerosol cans or propane or other things that could be dangerous. Those are pretty easy to spot in a big heap of trash. But these little batteries, they're tiny, they're hidden in things, so you don't see them, so it's really hard to get out. Um, So it, it makes a pretty dangerous situation. Even this one surprised me so much. Have you guys ever gotten one of those singing uh, greeting cards? You open it up and it plays a little song. Those have a lithium ion battery and those are big enough. Those tiny little batteries in there, even those can start a fire. So the PSA here, do your part, uh, collect all those things and take them to an electronics recycling center. Don't just toss them in the trash because it is dangerous.
3: Since 2020 is already a dumpster fire. We don't need more dumpster fires.
1: Yeah. There you go. I think we had a story on this on the commando show a couple of years ago, and it was about a 9-volt battery that caught uh, caught fire just because it was next to – I mean, you have both the positive and negative right next to each other. So if you get that on the wrong piece of metal, it can easily start a fire um, but, but what they recommended, I don't know if this is PC or not, but put a piece of black tape over those so that there's no chance of, uh, of fire when you throw it away, which you're not supposed to do, which you're going to take it to a place where they'll properly dispose of it, uh, electronic recycling center, of course. All right, coming up next, it's brand new or not true where you guys are going to try, probably not actually do, but try to stump me. Uh, With your products. So, real quickly, Cass, what uh, is your product?
2: My product is called the Samsung Bali, and you're going to love it, Mike. It is the coolest thing.
1: Ben?
3: Shower power. Is it a loofah? Is it a Bluetooth speaker? Or is it both?
4: I've got the shot clock. So, if you can't get out of bed in the morning, this is a wearable that will train you to. It won't feel good, but the creators say that it's so effective, you're not even going to care.
1: Awesome. We've also got the internet dad, who's uh, everybody's favorite dad. Uh, Cassidy has that a little bit later. We've got the scam of the week. And again, up next, brand new or not true on Tech Refresh from Commander.com. Welcome back to Tech Refresh from Commando.com, and time now for America's newest game show sensation where you can play at home and guess, is it brand new or not true? Every week, literally thousands of new products, sites, apps, and services are announced in the technology world. Some are destined for greatness, others, yeah. Not so much. Oftentimes, the product sounds so crazy, outlandish, and just ridiculous, you sit back and think, what were they thinking? And before you know it, Tech just created its newest millionaire, gazillionaire. And when playing brand new or not true, we will present you, the home listener, with three products, sites, or ideas. It's up to you to decide which two of the three are true, and then come to the conclusion of which one is not true, in which case You win along with me. All right, so here are the three products. Let's start with product number one.
4: So some people just can't wake up in the morning. If you sleep through your alarm, you can't stop hitting snooze. You need the shock clock, too. It uses three different sensory inputs to wake you up. There's a vibration, a beep, and a zap. It starts with a little vibration to wake you up. You wear it on your wrist. It's a little silicone band. If that doesn't work, you hear a loud, annoying beep, And if that doesn't work, you get zapped. So the creators say that after a couple days, your brain starts to recognize that the vibration means the zap is coming. So that little buzz alone is enough to wake you up. And thousands of people say that this has helped them wake up refreshed and alert more than ever. It comes with a snooze lock. So it keeps your alarm running until you get out of bed and do 10 or 15 jumping jacks. Or the more advanced snooze alarm is uh, you place a QR code somewhere in your house and you have to get out of bed and go scan it for the alarm to shut off. It also comes with sleep tracking features so you can see your sleep patterns, what's keeping you from feeling rested all night. It takes about an hour to charge and it lasts for 10 days. And the shot clock Two is one hundred and forty nine ninety nine. Or if you don't want to commit yet, you can rent it for $29 a month.
1: Okay, one question. Does it really shock you? Is it like an electric shock?
4: It does. It's 150
1: volts. <laughs> 150 volts for 150 Get a nice bucks. little buzz if you That's refuse to get out of volt, bed. That's a baby. All right. Uh, yep. Ben, go ahead.
3: You know, mine is actually the real one, but this uh, Bluetooth voice-activated shower loofah speaker is the next trend for adding fun to your daily routine. The Shower Power is a small, round Bluetooth speaker, about two and a half inches in diameter, that puts out HD stereo sound and deep bass. But you don't even really see it because it's enclosed inside a fluffy shower loofah. Just tap a button to connect it to your phone as long as it's no further than 50 feet away and tell it to play your favorite jams through popular music services like Spotify, Apple Music, and Pandora. The rechargeable battery lasts up to seven hours, you know, I guess for even those extra long showers, with the hidden micro USB port to charge it. That part's easy too, since all you have to do is remove the loofah cover when you need to charge it. Just let it dry first. It's waterproof, it won't corrode due to hard water or soap, and when the loofah cover is worn out, you just choose a new one from 10 different colors and patterns that get shipped within 2 days. How much is it? $50. Well, 49.99. Plus the covers are
1: 7.99 each. Shower Power. All right, Cassidy.
3: So
2: I definitely have the real product, and I do have to give you a fair warning. The price has not been released yet, but it is the Samsung Bali. And I don't know if you've heard about this cool thing, Mike. It looks kind of like a tennis ball if a tennis ball was yellow, first of all. And so basically, the Samsung Bali is this interesting combination between a smart home device and a robotic companion The ball shaped gadget equipped with cameras and sensors used to follow you around, can control various smart home features, take photos, send you updates about your home while you're away. And as you know, I'm a dog mom, so I love it because it can roll under the couch and kind of see what all the toys my dogs have hidden underneath the couch. And it can follow around your dog all day while you are gone at work, help entertain them. And basically, it is designed to even be a fitness assistant and follow you around and help you kind of get into shape. And it is the all-around life companion. Uh, Bali might even be cute enough to give your pup a run for its money.
1: So is it a toy for the dog? I, don't, I guess I don't quite understand. Is it a toy for the dog or is it just no, a little camera? No, it's a it's
2: ball that follows you around. And it has cameras so it can monitor your home. It can function as a fitness assistant. It connects to all of your smart home devices, so it basically is just this little assistant ball that follows you around, and you can say, "Hey, Bali, turn on the lights," and it will.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. So these are great. First of all, they're great products. Somebody made. Uh, somebody made up a really good product. Uh, my original guess. Would be the Samsung Ball Bolly, would be the fake product. However, I think it's brilliant that you called it a Samsung because it's just crazy enough to be real. I'm almost sure the shower power is real. Uh, a speaker in the shower who wouldn't want it, Lufa, uh is you know, kind of a brand name that I'm sure they're looking to make money off of more than soap. So I'm almost sure the shower power is real. I'm going to say the Samsung Bali is real, which it means. And the only reason that I that I'm going with the shock clock is not real is because of the shock. I'm not sure how far past uh, you know all the government regulations that kind of product would would uh, go. What is it? The Underwriters Laboratory probably wouldn't okay <laughs> somebody getting shocked even you know, 150 volts i don't i don't really know if that's all right so am i right or wrong is that your final answer that's my final oh yeah absolutely you're
4: wrong oh. <sighs> The shock clock is real. Uh, There's also another version of it that's for getting rid of bad habits. So if you bite your nails and you bring your your hands close to your mouth, you get a shock. (laughs) There's one for smoking. So yeah, this is a real thing. It was on Shark Tank, actually.
1: So then is it the is it the Samsung Bali? That's fake.
2: Oh, my. (laughs) My. So. Idea, right and so many things happened that I guess you could forget about c e s twenty twenty
1: the samsung Bal- was at c- oh my God the
2: samsung Bali was announced at c e s twenty twenty as part of samsung's keynote speech real life companion and the video has an adorable corgi in it and Yep, the Samsung Bali is going to hit markets oh, right. before you know All right, I'm
1: it. completely stumped. Next week, I'm going <laughs> to pick the product that I, that I most likely think is real and go into the ad. So, Ben, very clever. Great job. You stumped me. Well, thank you. In the meantime,
3: I'm preparing my business proposal for this new shower (laughs) loofah. I should probably check to see
1: if uh, the shower (laughs) power name is taken. Sorry, our listeners are pretty smart. They probably already took it from you. They've got it registered. (laughs) They've got a website, and they're uh, they're actually in development in China right now as we speak. Anyway, thank you so much for playing brand new or not true. Good job, everybody. All right, we've got the scam of the week just ahead, and we are going to take a deep dive with Ben into working out at home in just a few moments here on Tech Refresh podcast from Commando.com. From Commando.com, every week it's Tech Refresh, where we keep you up to date on everything that's going on in tech. And a lot of people are thinking about this right now, working out from home, getting back in shape. The gyms have been closed or at least uh, severely re- restricted and so Ben you have been uh, working out from home how's that going and you got what the, what kind of tech products are you doing it with?
3: well I was a little late to the party I waited a few a few months into working from home before I really just decided you know everybody was doing the uh, the bread making phase you know the sourdough and all that stuff that was trendy and you know reorganization was trendy working out is trendy and, and for me it's finally become kind of the end thing to do uh, well, to get back into it, just to kind of, you know, get my feet wet, so to speak, I bought one of those new, well, new-ish under-desk ellipticals. Uh, it was, it's made by Quby, and it connects to your smartphone via Bluetooth, so it measures all your strides. It connects to, I've got an iPhone, so it, it uh, runs all your data through Apple's health kit. Now, I say it's under-desk. But a word of caution to those of you who have keyboard trays. It takes, how should I say, a little bit of finesse to adjust your chair in a way that you don't keep hitting your knees on the <laughs> keyboard trays. You're trying to use this thing. You know, I couldn't get it worked out quite right. I, I tried different angles, it just did one work. So I, I finally moved it to the den in front of the chair I usually sit at. And I'm, you know, watching TV in the evenings and I'm just pedaling away. So. I like it. I've had it for about three weeks. Uh, I think it's working. You know, a little backstory. We, at at Westar, we had this company scavenger hunt last week where we had 20 seconds to go find. It was over a Google Meet call. And the presenter would, you know, pick something and you'd have 20 seconds to go run and find it and bring it back. Well, some things were very far away. And, you know, I really had to sprint. And I actually felt pretty good getting back. <laughs> So, you know, I wasn't winded or anything. It only hurt when I bashed into the car, you know, the car mirror trying to get something in the garage. But,
1: well, so. that's good competition, you know, and did you you got a prize. Did you win that contest? I can't remember. I
3: did both rounds. Oh, wow. So I can't so. I can't attribute it all to QB, but, you know, I think good it portion. helps. So.
2: We were talking earlier this week about my uh Pretend Peloton that Uh I invented because Pelotons are really hard to get right now, too. Everything's so hard to get, including tech for working out. But what is not hard to get is just a basic spin bike. And then you can get the Peloton subscription. And do the cycling classes and just put the bike in front of your TV in your 400 square foot apartment <laughs> and then just pedal away. And that's my fake uh, DIY techie workout how, from home situation.
1: How much is the Peloton subscription per month? At,
2: uh, like Less than I want to say 16 bucks a month or less.
1: Oh, wow. I would have thought much more than that.
2: 12 bucks a month it's it's less than 20 bucks a month i forget the exact cost but it was uh because it's just to all the classes and i originally got it for yoga but yeah no it's pretty cheap to get the actual just subscription of all those workout classes yeah the bike is where they get you yeah and the bike's cool but
1: (laughs) but yeah a couple grand Mm Hmm. allie
4: My workout situation is less high-tech. I luckily beat the pandemic rush. We have a detached garage in the backyard, and it's a gym. So we've got barbells and weights and all kinds of stuff back there. Um, We've got a set of those adjustable dumbbells where you can change the weight on them. And I think back, oh, maybe two years ago or so, we paid a couple hundred bucks for them, maybe 300 bucks. These things are seriously going for $1,000 for a set online. They are so expensive.
3: She's not kidding. Uh, so the QB was kind of expensive. You know, the Peloton stuff and the Nordic track and all that. It's pandemic or not, that stuff's expensive. But the basic stuff like dumbbells, even the, you know, the, you go on Facebook Marketplace, OfferUp, anything like that. I'm not kidding. You'll see listings for dumbbells, you know, based on the photos. were obviously left outside in the elements for 10 years <laughs> going for like 100 bucks for 20 pound weights. It's It's crazy right now.
2: So on that note, they're not only so expensive, but the way people are kind of hacking their own weightlifting sets is incredible. My neighbor, back at the beginning of the pandemic, you know, you reach over like, hi, neighbor. Well, chain link fence, we can see everything in their backyard. He took off the head of a shovel and used that pole (laughs) and then put uh, bricks on either end of it and was literally lifting bricks. Because that was the closest thing he could get to weights. And that's and no one could buy them anywhere. And no one could you even if you could find them, you couldn't afford them. There's no way.
3: There's a disclaimer about not trying some of these things
1: at home. (laughs) That's probably a good idea. Up next, it's the scam of the week with Allie on Tech Refresh podcast from Commando.com. Welcome back to the Tech Refresh podcast. That scary music, that eerie music can only mean that it's time for our scam of the week.
4: Scammers have all these different tactics to fool you. And one of the most convincing by far is number spoofing. So it's when you get a call from a company or even a regular person's real phone number. You answer because you think it's legit. And that's where you get tripped up. Now, there's an oldie but a goodie that's back. This one makes the rounds every... Say every six months or so calls from scammers pretending to be apple and they're warning that your icloud has been hacked if you get the call and you don't answer you look up the number later and you'll see it's the real apple support number but it wasn't apple calling how can you tell well apple isn't going to call you and they definitely won't call you if your icloud is hacked you'll notice that in other ways like maybe you get strange charges or you get those login notices did you log in on this device If you didn't, you know something is wrong. So don't call the number back. And if you get a call about an Apple security breach or a hack or something wrong with your account, you need to seek out Apple's support. So if you get this call and you see Apple on your phone, just ignore it. It's probably not Apple. It's not Apple. Go to their website instead. Go to getsupport.apple.com. Now, Cass, I know you got this call yourself, didn't you?
2: You know, I've gotten some strange calls in my life. I've had numbers spoofed from anything from my bank to Apple. Apple did call me last week to let me know that my iCloud had been hacked. Um, Fun fact, it had not been hacked.
4: You were too smart
2: to fall for that one, though, right? Well, you know what it was, too? I think I was walking through a parking lot. And I was like, I'm not answering the phone right now. And it's an 800 number and I just ignored it. And then I looked it up afterwards because usually those 800 numbers are easy to like associate to a company. And it's like Apple. And I was like, wait, Apple called me but didn't leave a voicemail. So it must not have been that important. I am that kind of person. If you if you want me to call you back, leave me a voicemail compelling enough. And I'm, I'm not giving you money no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also had my cell phone number call me. That is a common spoof one as well. And I'm just throwing that one out there. Uh, It's very hard for your number to call yourself. So keep an eye out for that one as well.
4: Yeah, that's a pretty common tactic too. Having a number that looks very similar to your own number, you know, the the same area code and maybe the first few digits. And you think, oh, this must be someone I know. Nope, they just know your phone number.
3: I don't care who's calling. I mean, anybody who asks for your social security number to unlock anything. Even
1: if it's your dad or anything, I mean, it's not real. So
4: Spoofing your dad. That's next level.
1: <laughs> yeah. I will admit Apple called me a while back as well. And I haven't had an Apple account in probably like seven years. So uh, <laughs> yeah. you mean sign. not Apple <laughs> called you? Yeah. The spoof <laughs> <laughs> Apple called me. That's a good sign. Me. At any rate, <laughs> uh, let's, uh, let's move on. And we've got the feel-good story of the week. Cassidy... Has a big smile on her face because she's got the internet dad. What? Who is the internet dad?
2: His name is Rob Kenny. He's a Chicago local, and he kind of has an interesting story. So when he was about 12 years old, his father left his, him and his family. And so he kind of grew up without a dad, and that's a tragic thing. So he decided to take that into his own hands and created, uh, right around the beginning of the pandemic, a YouTube channel called Dad How Do I.
3: Okay, so today I'm going to show you how to use a stud finder. If you came here looking for help finding a boyfriend, that would be a different stud finder. Uh, Dad joke. Sorry. It's Dad How Do I. So you got to expect those occasionally. You got to give me that, okay?
2: The channel he created was to help kids who are growing up without dads, in turn, he became the internet's dad because everyone, including people with very present fathers, just feels a connection to a good, you know, strong dad joke and a good dad.
3: I get a call from my daughter the other day and she says, Dad, my toilet won't stop running. And I thought for a second, well, it can't be that fast. When did she catch it?
2: So on his channel, he answers the questions that any dad question you can think of Dad, how do I tie a tie? Dad, how do I shave my beard? Dad, how do I change my tires? How do I change the oil in my car? What do I use a tape measure for? It's very cute, I got to say, because it's a little awkward, and that's what makes it cute. And in about six months, with less than 50 videos, we're talking like 2.7 million followers, uh, or subscribers, I guess, on YouTube. He uh, also reads stories to his kids, quote unquote. Um, so, oh, the places you'll go, all those kind of great childhood stories that we grew up with. He'll read them and does story time. And something else that I saw he started doing was called dad chats, which are talks like father talks with, about integrity, your attitude, stuff like that. So basically, he is now the Internet's dad. And some of the comments you'd think, OK, what's the age group here? Any age, any age at all is attracted to this channel. There's comments about, you know, I'm a grown man and here I am, 30 something years old, enjoying a bedtime story for the first time since I was five. I'm a 43 year old mom of five and I'm sitting here smiling, a breath of fresh air, even to a 50 something grandmother who's never had a father in her life. So there's just he's doing good. He's doing a good thing for people who needed some good in their life and all through the power of YouTube. And so if you haven't checked it out, I would recommend going to check out dad. How do I maybe you'll learn a couple things
3: as a dad and someone who is well versed in the dad jokes, too. I already feel a connection
1: to this guy. So, you know, I haven't seen anything, but I already love what he's doing.
4: You just found your new internet
1: friends. I did. Well, that is definitely a good feel good story and good for him. I bet he's healing a lot of guys out there that probably missed their dads or didn't have a dad. And with that, I don't have any dad jokes, but I do have a lawyer joke if your dad happened to be a lawyer. So, what do lawyers say when they're saying goodbye? We'll be suing you soon. Hey, thanks for listening to uh, Tech Refresh from Commando.com. I'm Mike for Allie, Ben, and Cassidy. We'll see you next time.
0: So what'd you think? I really liked it. Drop me a line on your thoughts. Anything you loved, something you just hated, maybe something we should add to the podcast. Send it to me at podcast at commando.com. And thanks for your help. And thanks also for listening. All of us appreciate your support of our programming and all the content over at commando.com. And give us a great five-star review wherever you get your podcasts and maybe say a few nice words. Share us with your friends and family too. I'm Kim Commando, and if no one told you today, you rock.